0: Welcome to Canine Nation. It's Sunday, April 21st, 2019. This is Episode 133. Welcome to the podcast. This is Eric Brad. This week's essay is a bit of a reflection on what it means to own dogs. A lot of people own dogs. In fact, tens of millions of people own dogs. And it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that everyone loves their dogs in their own particular way. That can mean that the activities they do with their dogs are different, it can mean the people in the household have different relationships with the dogs. Some households will have one dog. Some households may have as many as eight or ten dogs. Every circumstance is different. But what I've learned over the years is that one thing remains constant regardless of the household. And that is that everyone who has a dog loves their dog. I think there's a difficulty that comes when we watch other people interact with their dogs and they do it differently than us. Just because someone doesn't do the activities we do with our dog or trains in a different way doesn't necessarily mean that they love their dogs any less. And that was a lesson it took me a while to learn, and it certainly wasn't an easy lesson to learn. So I wrote down some ideas on this topic in an essay that I call A MILLION WAYS TO LOVE A DOG One day, as I was driving past a school field, I saw a man and his two dogs coming across a field. One dog, a golden lab, was walking calmly by the owner's side. The other, a black lab, was charging ahead on the leash, lunging and sniffing. It looked to me to be a very young dog. And then suddenly, without any warning, the owner yanked back on the black dog's leash. Hard. So hard that it pulled the dog off of its feet. It was a warm day, so my windows were open, and I was listening for some sort of cue or command to let the dog know what was going on. But nothing came. After a very quick recovery, the young black dog began to lunge and pull on the leash again. And again, the owner yanked the dog off of its feet without any warning. As I drove on past, I wondered how that dog ever learned anything. It must learn through trial and error most of the time, I thought to myself. And the errors seem to have some pretty unpleasant consequences. It's not the way I would go about teaching my own dogs. But here's the thing. I'm sure that guy loves his dogs. After all, I've been known to yank my own dogs off their feet. Not in many years, of course, but I used to do that before I learned what I now know about dogs and behavior. Back in the day, I also used prong collars and shock collars. I even alpha-rolled my dogs before I learned more appropriate and effective ways to work with my dogs. Through all those poorly informed years, I loved all of my dogs dearly. What I know today about dogs and behavior doesn't make me love them any better or any more. It's just different for me now. When this essay was first written, Christmas was just around the corner. And at Christmas time, many homes will find a bright-eyed, bouncy puppy under the tree. Many of those young dogs will go on to have happy and wonderfully pampered lives. But some of them will end up at the local SPCA, or shelter, before the year is out. Some will go everywhere with their families, and some will spend most of their days alone in a basement or a backyard. Some of these dogs will grow to be a comfort to an older person who will care for them and walk them daily as a best friend and close companion. And still other dogs will be a playmate for the kids. Some dogs are painstakingly selected to work with the physically disabled or to play dog sports like agility or tracking with their enthusiastic owners. These dogs are brought into homes with a purpose, frequently joining other dogs who already have jobs in the home. Expectations may be high and training will likely be structured and make up a great deal of the daily activity with the owners. Some dogs will be a good idea but will turn out to be too difficult to manage. The proliferation of doggy daycare and dog walking services will shift some of the daily interaction and management of some dogs from the home to professional services that will look after them during the workday. A lot of people love dogs for a lot of different reasons. From the smallest toy breeds to the largest working breeds, dogs come in all shapes and sizes, And that's because, somewhere along the way, someone thought that a dog of that size or shape would be the best dog for them. And just as dog breeds have different purposes, the people who own those dogs have different ideas about the needs and wants that a dog can address for them. People who breed dogs may have their ideas about structure and temperament. They may see their dogs as works in progress, with each successive generation of puppies moving closer to what they see as an ideal dog. Those who enjoy dog sports may spend a great deal of time looking for just the right dog and may spend hours each day on training and management to create a competitive canine athlete. Dogs who are destined for the show ring may be pampered and fussed over, lovingly groomed and trained as they go from show to show. But one way or another, most dogs will end up with a family. Some of these homes will have owned dogs for generations. Others will be getting their first exposure to having a canine companion. Each home will have its own requirements for scheduling and the time and attention they can devote to the dog. Some of these homes will train their dogs as they have for decades. Others will watch dog trainers on TV for help or take their dogs to training classes for basic manners or even more advanced instruction. Most homes will have some challenges with unwanted behavior. The owners will just want their dogs to behave. Some will look for advice from a neighbor who has always had dogs or from the local dog expert. Still others will look to the internet and podcasts for answers. Some will contact a dog trainer, and some, like myself, will dive into the wealth of books and seminars now available about dogs and behavior. When I started reading and learning about behavior modification and behavioral science, it was like a curtain that was pulled back and I could finally understand why my dogs were doing what they were doing. After learning about modern training methods, The speed and precision I could have in teaching my 10-week-old puppy was absolutely amazing to me. Behaviors that used to take me days or weeks to teach my previous dogs, I taught my youngest dog in just minutes or hours, in just a couple of training sessions. The level of cooperation and enthusiasm I was getting from my young puppy was incredible. Honestly, I wondered how I had not seen this stuff, years ago. In a very real sense, I was a born-again dog trainer. I was full of the energy and enthusiasm of a new convert, and I was ready to spread the good news to anyone who would listen. Believe me when I tell you that you couldn't shut me up about mark-and-reward training back in those days. If you had a dog with you, I would tell you exactly how you should be training and managing that dog to have the benefits of the wonderful life that I was having with my own dogs. Honestly, I must have seemed like quite the self-righteous and sanctimonious jerk with all my unsolicited advice and critiques. At the time, I didn't see it that way. I loved my dogs and I wanted to get smarter about them. And if you didn't know the stuff that I knew as a dog owner, well, what did that say about you? Since that time, I've learned that it's just not that black and white. Not everyone who knows a lot about behavioral science and modern training loves their dogs. And not everyone who loves their dogs knows a lot about modern training and behavioral science. There really do seem to be a million different ways to love a dog. Every time I see a photo of some 8-year-old girl asleep in her bed with her trusty golden retriever, all snuggled up close, I'm reminded of the intimate place that our dogs have in our lives. But that intimacy and love is just as great between the sheep herder and his working border collie who sleeps in the barn at night and often works hundreds of feet away for long hours each day. What I've learned about dogs has fundamentally changed the way that I see them as creatures. I hold a much greater respect for their intellectual capacity, their personalities, and their emotional lives, and also their need to be stimulated mentally as well as physically every day. Not everyone sees dogs the way that I do. I've come to a place where I don't think others have to see them the way that I see them. What I've learned about dogs, training, and behavior has been deeply satisfying for me. It's given me a wonderful sense of understanding with my dogs. That deep understanding is something I wish for everyone to enjoy with their own dogs. And perhaps they do, each in their own way. All I would ask is that dog owners consider what life is like for their dogs. From the dog's point of view, that is. Is their life enough? Or could there be more? Could learning about dogs and behavior give you a chance to make your dog's life better without taking up more of your daily time and energy? Could changing the way you train and interact with your dogs make both of you happier? Could a new approach to training and living together actually mean less work and more fun for both you and your dog? Well, that's how it happened for me. And I'm not alone. Many people have come to enjoy a deeper and more fulfilling life with their dog by learning about new ways to train and work with their dogs. Consider learning more about the dogs you love. Love the dogs the best way you know how. They are with us for so short a time, but they are such a gift. Make the most of your time together. If you enjoy these podcasts, why not drop by our website at caninenation.ca and you'll find dozens more to listen to. While you're at it, perhaps click on the donate button and offer us a dollar or five or whatever you'd like to give to help support the podcast and help us keep the lights on. Or you can support the podcast by spreading the word on social media or leaving us a review on iTunes. I'd love to hear feedback from you about the podcast If you have any comments, stories, or questions, you can email me at talk2 at caninenation.ca. That's talk and the number 2 at caninenation.ca. I look forward to your comments. Canine Nation is also on Facebook. You can find our Canine Nation page where we post information about the latest articles, podcasts, and news about Canine Nation events. We also have a discussion group, the canine nation forum it's a place to discuss the podcast the canine nation essays life with dogs and training our dogs or just to share some information we found around the internet thank you for listening i'd appreciate it if you'd share this with the dog people in your life i guess that's all for now until next time have fun with your dogs